Welcome to The Daily Sales Show, hosted by Sell Better. Welcome to the AI series guide for the, uh, for the Sell Better Daily Show. This is the first episode of the AI series. We're doing three more for the rest of this month. Today, we're going to talk about who we at Sell Better are stealing our AI prospecting secrets from. We got Eric and uh, and Michelle here. Um, so introducing the speakers, I'm the director of sales over at Mailshake. Um, I also often host these uh, Sell Better Daily Shows. We got Michelle Lieben. He is the founder at Cold IQ and Eric Noislawski. I promised I would say his last name right, and I think I did it. He's doing growth at Clay. He's also an agency owner. He's got really good uh, YouTube channel. You guys got to check it out. Um, really good AI prospecting content. Um, so definitely check that out. Um, real quick, if you didn't know, the Sell Better Daily Show is every single day. So join for free. You can get actionable tactics like we're going to be talking about today. Also check out the YouTube channel. A bunch of good content there. There's a bunch of free courses on the website. So scan the QR code or go to the website. Uh, want to say thank you to our partners, Outreach and Vidyard, for making these shows possible. Outreach has a really cool in-person event in Seattle coming up in October. We're going to drop a link in the chat, so definitely sign up for that if you're in the Seattle area or if you want to travel over there and do some networking. They're going to have some really good speakers, so check that out. Um, and we're going to jump right in. So today's agenda, how to think about AI and block out the hype. I know that there's a lot of bad advice online for AI, but I promise you, I know these two guys have seen their concept. They know what they're talking about. I'm using the stuff that they're talking about for my SDR team. So if there's anybody you should listen to, it's these two guys, and we're going to give you a lot of good content. Um, number two, we're going to talk about tactical plays that all three of us are using when it comes to AI, and then proven AI strategies, which do the work for you. So let's just jump right in. Um, I want to hear from you, Eric, first, and I'm going to move on to you, Michelle. Um, you know, like we just talked about, lots of good and bad advice. How are you thinking about AI, Eric? How should the rest of the world think about it as it relates to being an SDR, being a salesperson, you know, prospecting, things of that nature? Yeah. And so um, I think about AI from a perspective of what's the best possible message that we can send? What does it take to send that best possible message? And then all of those things considered, how do we scale that? Right. And so um, we'll be showing off an example uh, later on in the event where I did a campaign for a LinkedIn scheduling tool. And it was like, man, if I could manually reach out to people and I could compliment them on their recent LinkedIn post, but then tell them, oh, hey, um, but the last time you posted, though, was four days ago. Like, do you want to use a LinkedIn scheduler? So we're putting the problem right in front of them. Uh, I think that's the way that people should be thinking about using AI in sales. I think where it goes wrong is when people are using AI to do things that has nothing to do with anything. Um, like when they're using AI to just like compliment people and write kind of like complimentary messages, um, or if they are just blindly using AI and not focusing on one particular thing. So you're just writing out email messages that to be honest, should just all be templates and you should be automating like eight words of that email template. I see people, they're like, well, like it helps my deliverability if I write hundred percent unique emails every time. So I'm just going to let it do that. And you just can't trust it when it gets sent out like that. So that that's kind of my two cents on that. Nice. Love it. What about you, Michelle? Yeah. So I like what you had to say about, uh, using AI. So basically, you know, just making sure that you're not just personalizing with AI just for the sake of personalization and making sure that you're relevant. Now that being said, I'd say to me, the lowest hanging fruit when it comes to using AI is to look at your typical workflow and just find tools that make it easier. So say, for example, you're thinking about a sales prospecting campaign. The first step usually is going to be scraping for information, right? And so you could be using any scraping tool, but if you're using a scraping tool like uh, Bros.ai or Instant Data Scraper, then it will automatically fetch the right information for you. And so it just makes it easier. 
And so across the whole spectrum of sales prospecting, you can find tools that make it easier. So when it comes, for example, to data collection, one of the best or like one of the easiest way to create new campaigns for clients is to use case studies they've had, just because you can just name sort of the case study in the copy and then you can use it. And so if you are looking for past clients of your clients, you know, like so clients that had great results for, you could just try to find what categories those clients fit in. You could do an Apollo, Apollo search, for example, and then just try to find the industry, the company size, and so on. Or you can leverage the algorithm of a tool like Ocean.io that just lets you find similar companies to to your existing clients. And so, yeah, that's what I, that's the way I think about it because in some ways, lots of people don't know that they're actually already leveraging AI in the prospecting because they will be using email warm-up. So I think MailShake has email warm-up. The warm-up is actually GPT-3 messages. And then if you do, like if you have a tool that, for example, categorizes messages automatically, I know Smartly does reply categorization. So it's like if it is interested, not interested, or out of office, then you'd know because then the algorithm just looks at the response and then just decides, and then you can set up some automation based on that. And even when it comes to lead management, there's tools like Folk that auto-enriches records within your CRM. And so I'd say uh, one of my favorite way to implement AI is to actually find uh, what some successful tool does. Because to me, when a SaaS tool is successful, it usually, it usually means that they manage to solve a problem. And just looking at the way they are solving this problem just get you some creative new ideas as to how you can you know, find ways to leverage AI in your workflows. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like what both of you guys said, and, and I'm using a variation of that as well. I mean, I think the number one way to look at it is take your ideal workflow or, you know, the the the, the workflow that you want to go after in terms of like the, the exact types of accounts you want to go after, the messages you want to send them. That's exactly how we're using it. It's not just for, you know, writing AI emails. It's like, how do I find the perfect dream ICP account and then automate the process of finding those accounts so that my SDRs can do what they do best, which is writing great emails to those folks. And so I like, you know, automating the operational side of things and the list building more so than the actual front end writing copy and things of that nature. Um, but Michelle, I know you have a really good example of uh, using video for uh, AI video. And I think you have an example to share with us. So can you talk to us about how you're using AI videos for prospecting the results you've seen from this and go ahead and share your example? Yeah, yeah. So of course, yeah, actually, so I've run a campaign uh, in the past and I've continued running AI video prospecting campaigns. But what that was interesting is I actually sent AI videos to AI agencies because I was trying to to sell to them in the past. And so basically the way it works is that the AI uh, or the automation dynamically change the background and then it will also change the, the name and other elements within the copy. And so for example, let's say I'm trying to prospect to Eric, to Eric. I would be like, hey Eric, I was on Clay website and uh, I had something something to to say to you, whatever it is. And then it's like, I could send this exact same video to you, Jed, but then I don't have to re-record it because it's going to automatically change the name and the background and other elements within the copy, and so, uh, within the within the video, within the script. And so basically, in the beginning, uh, there were some tools that were allowing you to do some very basic personalization. So you could have just the, hey, first name, that would change and then just the background. But now the tools, they let you change a lot of different elements. And so a few months ago, I actually posted a video on LinkedIn. I asked people to tell me where uh, the personalization were. 
And so I think I can share it uh, to show you. I think it's like yeah. Let's see this video. Let's see it, man. Okay, I'm excited. And I remember seeing AI videos uh, probably pop up around two years ago, maybe. I don't know. You saw them before, and they were a little shaky at first. I was like, I don't know about this. So I'm excited to see how they're working now. Um, and if you're doing AI prospecting, I think you know it's interesting to see how this will work. But yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see your example. Hey, Joe. Yeah, so, so as as you can see here, you know, I'm just asking. And I just said I was going to give $50 to whoever gets every, everything right. And nobody got it right. So let's see if you're able to get everything right. Some parts of the video are even shake. That being said, it's difficult to guess everything. Hey, Jesse, <laughs> I saw you think of G2 and I saw that you provide AI services. So I thought I would reach out. I've helped different tech agencies generate meetings and close deals for sales profiting campaigns. And so I figured I could help you. I actually have a few ideas that you could use that you be great for the sales campaigns and I'm happy to channel with you if you're interested. So yeah, so just let me know if you'd like to hear a few and we can discuss these wherever you are free. Have a great day. Bye-bye. So that's about it. I, I hope you heard it. Oh yeah, we heard it. Yeah, we heard it. Yeah. I don't know. Eric, could you find the personalization in there or what? So I forget it's the background. It's his name. Uh, Ah, maybe it was the G2 part, but then you also did like what his company does. Yeah, so I did. So because I had to rewatch it actually. So in the comment, I think I ended up giving the actual answer. But yeah, it was the first name, then the G, then the G2, the tech companies, <laughs> background. Yeah. Then like there were the company name as well. So I oh, you wanted me to name the background? Oh, I didn't know that. But. Sorry? I didn't know you wanted me to name the background too. I thought that was obvious. I would say it again. I'm, uh, I didn't... I, I'm, so, I'm joking. I, you were like, oh, it was the background as well. But oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that was obvious. Like, I... Okay. So, Eric, I want to I wanna move on to Eric's example because I know we've got, we've got about 17 minutes left of this. And I think, guys, check out that tool. I think it's called, it's called Ubeek, right? We put it in the chat. So definitely check out the tool if you're doing any uh, prospecting. Um, Michelle, if you want to stop, uh, awesome. So Eric, you have a, a really good example and I've been following Eric's YouTube channel for a little while, you know, implementing some of his strategies. I think that's a really good example for a video right here, but Eric, I want to hear about your example. I think specifically you work with a company called Tafio on this and I'll let you kind of take it away. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, for, for everybody watching, I made a campaign for this company Tafio, which is a LinkedIn posting tool where it just automates your LinkedIn posting and then they use AI to generate content for you. And so I wanted to come up with the best message we could possibly say and then be able to scale that message. And so why would somebody need a LinkedIn posting tool? Well, it's because they don't post often enough on LinkedIn. And so what we did was we used Clay to build this and GPT-4, where we took a list of prospects. We verified all the email addresses just to make sure that we're reaching out to them with good email addresses. And then we found their LinkedIn posts. And in order for this to work, I needed their last three LinkedIn posts. So here we have four posts and then this says true because it's at least three and then we can walk through this one. And so what we did is we analyzed when, when did they post post uh, number two and when did they post post number three so that I could say, hey, so saw one of your LinkedIn posts about effective customer centric uh, ad campaigns. And so I don't know about you guys, if somebody were to reach out to me and say they saw one of my LinkedIn posts and then actually quote the LinkedIn post. That looks super great to me. So, you know, that campaign, that's like the first line that we say in the the email. Then we say, hey, seems like the last time you posted was five days before that, though. That's like legitimately the time for line of when they posted between post uh, two and post three. 
So then we'll basically say, hey, I saw your recent post about, and then we're just AI generating what they posted about. And then we're saying like, hey, I figure you might have a problem though, because you're not posting consistently, you're posting every five days. And then we just get into the pitch about how Taplio could help you schedule all your tools, all of your outbound messages and things like that. For email two, I want to follow up. And so you heard me say we were doing all of this on top of post two and three. For email two, I'm actually commenting on their most recent post so that I don't waste my my second bump. I'm actually using a bump that um, makes sense. So I, in this one, I'm saying, hey, I just saw your post about a remarkable compliance attorney. Then I'm saying after that, just seeing if you saw my recent email, like I'm not just sending like a, a one word bump. I'm not sending a bump of like, did you see this? I'm sending a bump that's like, oh, he like there's a reason he's reaching out. It's because he just saw my my other post. Now, if this doesn't work, we then, oh, I wonder why Harmonic didn't run over here. Um, now, if we get to email three, Taplio also creates creative ideas for people so that they don't have to come up with all of the ideas. They can just use Taplio's AI to come up with the post ideas. So then I wanted to send an email where I'm like, oh, hey, here's all of the other things that you could post about using Taplio. And so we prompted AI so I could say, oh, hey, like, you know, I reached out to you a couple of times about uh, LinkedIn posting. Sometimes people don't come up with enough ideas. Our tool uses AI to help you come up with ideas. Here's some ideas that I generated for your company. And it's literally sending them like LinkedIn post ideas inside of the campaign. And then we're saying like, hey, you could like generate more of these with our tool, come use our tool. And then the final email is just kind of fun about like, uh, like we take how many uh, followers their company page has and how many followers they have. And I basically give them a little like message about how LinkedIn organic reach isn't going to last forever. You need to take advantage of it. But so here we automated a full four touch sequence. Every single email was personalized, not just the first email. And um, this is actually a campaign. People are like, they, they ask us how we put this together. They're like, what tool did you use? Like, how do you scrape the LinkedIn post? So this was a really fun one to do. I like this one a lot. If you guys are looking at that, like, what is what is Eric Shaw? It's a tool called Clay that I started using as well. Eric works for him, so he probably doesn't want to you know, come out here and shamelessly promote though, but you guys can definitely do like a free trial and, and test out some of these stuff that he's using. And that's what I did. I did like a week long free trial, tested out a bunch of these different tactics. And Eric, I want to kind of double tap on what you're talking about, because essentially what you're doing is, um, and actually I want to hear from the chat, put a one in the chat. If you're doing prospecting based on buying triggers. So if you're looking for things like, is this company hiring? Um, are they selling to a certain ICP? Uh, you know, do they have a recent job change? So if you're doing any prospecting based on buying triggers, you know, using this tool, Clay, and there's other tools as well, is one of the easiest ways to start automating finding those accounts. So Eric, can you talk to us about that? Because I know you work with clients where, you know, you'll help them figure out who their perfect ICP is and how can people who are listening to this call kind of use tools like Clay to start automating some of those workflows? Uh, yes. So I always ask people exactly that question. Um, I ask them, you know, if you were to per if you were to manually reach out to this person, what are you checking for? And it always is different for every single company. But a lot of the ones that we hear about all the time is, you know, if they're launching a new product, I want to reach out to them. If the person is a chief marketing officer and they've, um, you know, been in the job for six months, if they have over eight SDRs on the team, if they're hiring for SDRs, there's all of these different things. And so our thesis at Clay is you don't need one data source, you need all of them. And so what you can do is in Clay have this spreadsheet where all of the data sources are all in one workflow so that you can create everything that you need and you can use your favorite data sources in order to do all of that. Um, and so 
you know, it all just depends on what's your problem. And then you just work backwards for the triggers from there. And I've never, I like one time we had a trigger that we couldn't detect in clay, but like, I've never run into that again. Yeah, really. Was, I, I don't want to share mine as well. I'm going to go ahead and just shamelessly share, share my clayboard as well. This is a really simple example here, but kind of what Eric's talking about. And again, you guys can get in here and try it out for, for free. Um, but one of the most important things for me is because I sell a tool used by SDRs is I just want to know how many SDRs do they have on the team. So I run a very, very simple clayboard. And this is something really easy. You got to you know, start doing on your own if you sell to sales teams, for example. And this will tell me exactly how many SDRs they have so that when I reach out on my emails, I can be very specific. It looks like you have you know, three or four SDRs in the team and they go into what that implication means to me in terms of what problems they might have. So really just get creative and think about you know, what sort of information would it be great to have in an account and just, you know, go to work or you get into some Slack communities, reach out to people on LinkedIn network and try to figure out ways to create this in AI. Michelle, I know you're doing things like this. Can you speak to out of your experience with, you know, how you're using yeah. tools like I use the, yeah, I use Clear as well. Uh, it's actually one of my favorite tool. Uh, you know, like just the fact that aggregates all the data sources, it just makes it easier. And it's like, you would have your favorite tools, but then they can integrate directly into place. So it's very easy. So I could talk about something that I know Eric hasn't talked about. One thing I like to do is I like to use Clay to actually categorize the language of the person I'm talking with. So for example, within Clay, you can enrich the information from LinkedIn so you know which language uh, they talk. And then you can maybe like if you if you're targeting people in a country where there are three languages based on which city they are from, you can decide on which in which language you will be prospecting to them. But another thing you can do is you can pull the summary of the person and then ask ChatGPT to tell you in which language it's written. And the reason you would do that is because when you prospect in a different language, language than English, the conversion rate goes to the roof. I think it's because I don't know, 99% of the spam in the planet is in English. So if you write in another language, it just doesn't get labeled as spams as much. And so, yeah, and so it's just whatever you can think of, as Eric said, you can do it with Google. So the problem usually is more about your imagination and, you know, your creativity than just the, the tool itself. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree with that. It's about it's about understanding because when I first started learning about AI, I thought it was just a cool way to write icebreakers and cold emails, but there's so many more ways to use it. Um, Eric, do you have any other, you know, prospecting examples or just ways you've implemented AI in your processes or with clients? Oh, absolutely. Um, here, let me pull up. This is the table. We don't even use this table anymore because I like not to like say like it booked too many meetings, but it booked too many meetings. Um, so this is one that we used for clay. And so what I wanted to do is I wanted to get super, super freaking deep and send an email that like nobody had ever seen before. And so the whole thesis of the email is I wanted to be able to send people like, hey, I know who your ideal customer profile is and I know um, that you're outbounding to them. So here's what I think you like you should be doing and you could use the Clay platform to do so. And so the first thing that we did is we took their company description and we determined what job titles that they sell to so that it could start off the whole email with like, uh, hey, I was checking out your website and I feel like you sell to content creators, filmmakers, and video editors, which Pond5 is the world's largest video first content marketplace. Perfect. Yeah, that's who they sell to. Um, then after that, I want to say, I looked like you're helping and then whatever. So for this one, it looked like you're helping creators tell stories and inspire audiences. Uh, they don't have an SDR, so they don't. What the great part about Clay is too, is uh, if they don't fit 
perfectly into the the targeting, then you don't have to reach out to them. Like, see how this company doesn't have an SDR, so this person's not going to qualify for the campaign because they're not. I can't prove that they're outbounding. So the first three sentences of this email is literally, "Hey, it looks like you. I was on your website, and it looks like you sell to instructors, teachers, and ed- educators, and it looks like you're helping enhance virtual classrooms on Zoom." I have to imagine you're sending outbound emails because I noticed Christopher Franco is an SDR on your team. Um, did we use this in email one or email two? This we were using in email two. Oh, see how it's email two first line. So then what we would do is then just give the pitch for Clay. Like as you're targeting these titles, like are you manually creating your lists or have you found a way to automate them? And then I tell them that this whole email was generated with AI and data that we scraped using our tool clay.com. Could I show you a demo of how it would work? crushed it like great great first email i mean i hope the chat would agree but i mean no i don't even care if you agree we got great results so and (laughs) and so then email two was basically you know hey you know uh as for my last email as you're helping people enhance virtual classroom experiences i wonder how you're acquiring customers that's like this is the snippet we would put in and then i would put in like uh the template right after that um i came up with some ideas about how you could do that um, using our tool. Have you ever tried any of these campaigns? Our tool could help you do these things automatically. And then I give them outbound campaign ideas like target school principals and district administrators, highlighting streamlined remote learning with class tools on Zoom. Like I'm giving them like, are you guys doing this? Like, are you automating this? Because we can automate this. And so then that was that email. And then over here, um, the final email in the sequence, I'm a big fan of short sequences. Like uh, I saw somebody posted that like, most of their responses come on like touch 20 and I just like oh, would love to see that data. Um, <laughs> this one is talking about the growth of their sales team. So we're like, hey, I know that you're trying to grow the sales team. And like, this is the percent change of their sales team. We get that from harmonic.ai. And see what I mean is like, I'm like, Clay is the tool that brings all of this together. It's like, I'm not just saying like, we get this data from just Clay and Clay is the best tool. Like I used Harmonic in here. We used GPT-4. We used a LinkedIn provider. Like there's, we just bring it all together at one spot. So in my final email, I could say, oh, hey, you know, it looks like your sales team is growing by 7%. As you keep growing, like how are you scaling your prospecting research um, without, you know, bugging, uh, bogging down the sales team? And so uh, I hope this was a good example of like another, like pretty in-depth, because now I'm starting to say like, why do we only send campaigns where email one has personalizations? Why aren't we doing, you know, email one, two, three, four, five, all having uh, the the steps? So yeah. Well, I think I have a done yeah. stuff for you. It's just that it it costs three credits, right? Because like every time you do a new personalization, you have to. Ah uh, yes, yeah. that's a big comment that I get. Is uh, <laughs> so I have a super clay account, and so uh, every time people are like, "Whoa, this looks so cool," but like doesn't that cost like a lot of like credits? I'm like, oh yeah, it's not really a problem that I think about. So yes, I like, I, I see what you mean. But I mean, this versus, you know, having somebody manually do the research, it's not even comparable. No, yeah, it's true, yeah. And I think like you can make at least two or three personalization, even though you don't have like the biggest uh, clear account. Uh, I think you could make, kind of- you could make personalizations for somebody off of just their LinkedIn profile for like three, like off the top of my head, like I would, I would use AI. I'm doing this like thing. Jordan Crawford gave me this idea, but like um, we're doing something where like if we have nothing else, we're just labeling this person. And I'll be like, Jed, you know, like you were the head of sales at PandaDoc and now you're the director of sales at MailShake. 
uh, you must be the guy on the team who's always coming up with new ideas. Being that you're a new idea person, I got a new idea for you. And we're like labeling them as a new idea person with like intense personalization. And like, you could just do that with AI and that's just like one enrichment. And then you could do more things like, oh, I know your job focuses on this. That was just a LinkedIn enrichment. And then the last thing you could probably do is like, uh, probably do something like saying that their job focuses on a particular thing and then take the LinkedIn company description and say like, oh, considering, you know, this is probably how you play your role in the overall structure of like what your company does. Um, and then you'd have three personalizations from one credit right there. Really good stuff. Yeah, guys, we have about three minutes left. So go ahead and drop some questions in the Q&A if you have some. There's a Q&A section uh, right there at the bottom of Zoom. Um, I want to uh, take just a qu couple quick seconds because we talked about a bunch of things, right? And Hey, you can imagine how some people might feel in this call where they're like, wow, there's so many cool things I can do with AI, but where do I start? So um, I'll, I'll kick it to you for, first, Michelle. Like, if, if you're that person where you, you're kind of just learning about AI, what would you recommend their first step be after they you know leave this call recording um, to, to start actually implementing AI in some of the ways we talked about? Yeah, well, so I think the main issue with AI and specifically AI sales is like it's very new, very new. You know, like how many people have been implementing AI in sales and for how much time? And so I'd say like the first thing is try to find, you know, like the, the best people around this. So, you know, I'd say, you know, follow, follow guys like Eric has lots of great videos, but then, you know, like guys like Max Micham, Jordan that uh, Eric mentioned, Sky Snyder and, and so on, uh, Xavier, Caffrey, like all those guys that are great, you know, like they just uh, display and explain whatever they do with AI. So I think this is the first thing. And the second thing to me is really about just look at what, look at the way tools solve a problem with AI and just from this decide, is it worth trying to solve it in this exact same way? Does AI, is AI the best way to solve the specific issue? Like those two things. And then just, you should know that there are a big, there is a big, um, there is a big probability that when you try to solve an issue with AI, that very few people have been solving it, you know? And so just you being able to go at the problem and solving something puts you at the top of the, you know, like people implementing AI just because it's so new. And so I think it's an open field where just you uh, focusing on it for enough time means that you will be one of the top guys uh, if you do it consistently enough. Uh, and then quick, a quick question. I mean, I blocked after this. Do we have to get off? Like, it seems like we've got an amped up crowd here. Like I can keep the party going if we want. Um, but while we maybe decide on that, um, I would say the biggest thing that you could do is don't pay for any tools. Like, and I, that's coming from a tool provider. Like do not pay for tools. The first thing that you should do is like, see if you can get AI to do the things that you want in, in chat GPT, like it's free. Like just go use the user interface. I mean, maybe pay 20 bucks for GPT-4 because it makes a way, way bigger difference. But um, everything that I just showed you was like based off of somebody's LinkedIn post. It was based off of their company description. It was based off of their profile. Like there's nothing that I showed that has like secret data. So go out and play with it um, using AI uh, in the interface. And then once you're like, oh, I figured out the prompt, um, then you could just take it from there. And so I always tell everybody, get started just in the regular interface. You don't have to get a tool. Um, and then if you want a really lightweight tool, like go use Cargo. I don't even know the website, but I tell everybody if Clay is too expensive for you to write these lines, I don't care. Go use Cargo. And then, you know, I, I just want you to be successful. Um, and Cargo is an AI tool that you could put inside of the spreadsheet. So you get a lot of the same effects as Clay. And so, uh, yeah, that's that's what I would say. 
Awesome, good stuff, guys. I wish we could continue. We're going to do one real quick Q&A because we do have to cut off the, the show at this point. But um, I'll just leave it to whoever wants to answer this. Uh, Rachel is asking about AI for professional headshots. Do you guys have a recommendation for that or a tool? Have you guys looked into that? Uh, Mid-journey. Mid-journey? Cool. Yeah, I could try to use the Fusion and it was way messed up. <laughs> I see those. They're pretty cool. People put it on Instagram now too and everywhere. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Michelle and uh, Eric, thank you for the time. Guys, if you have a lot of questions, I'm sure you will. Uh, feel free to reach out to them on LinkedIn. Um, and uh, thanks for watching the show. Again, just to kind of recap, we talked about a bunch of different AI prospecting plays. In terms of the best next steps, don't go spending a bunch of money on tools. Start practicing. Check out Eric's YouTube channel. Check out Michelle. He has a link on his LinkedIn profile with 118 uh, AI prospecting tools. Try out some of the free versions. Start automating some workflows step by step and uh, reach out to these guys for more questions. But thanks, guys, and uh, we'll see you all next week. Have a good weekend.